What is up, my AKA Padders? Welcome to episode 554 of AKA Pads, the Film Buff Podcast. And I'm your host, Peter A. DeLuca. And, and that spells out ACAPAD or AKA Pad. That's where, that's where we get the name from. It's what I sign my artwork to, but it's it's become somewhat of an online moniker. So you can you can find me on all the social media through Acapad or AKA Pad 69. But welcome to the Film Buff Podcast. And if you're new here, my my life mission, it's simple. I want to discuss every single movie ever made. Or more importantly, every single movie I've seen. Uh, I want to bring them all to you. I'm on a basketball NBA run. Now, our previous episode, 553... Ben Affleck, The Way Back. Now, given I went into that thinking it was a coach basketball movie, the middle, the chunky part of that movie definitely is that, but it's mostly about dealing with alcoholism, dealing with, uh, you know, working through the process of uh, rebuilding your life. Uh, will it happen? Will it not happen? And, and basketball is somewhat of Ben Affleck's, uh, his character is like constant. He he leans on basketball and maybe he will find his way back. And that, and you know, like and that, that movie title, The Way Back, could have had a question mark. We're talking 1998, Denzel Washington, Spike, Lee, he got game, and this was one of the movies that I thought I I thought I've seen this movie. I thought I watched most of this movie and maybe crashed out a few times. I don't know what I was thinking. As soon as this movie hit, like my eyeballs, as soon as I hit play, which I'm pretty sure it's available on Paramount Plus. As soon as I heard the music, and the music didn't fade into hip hop or. Just something that that you would expect, something urban, something you would expect. Like there, there's no DJ dropping beats in in this movie, but the music, Aaron Copeland, that's who is the orchestra score in this movie, and they're almost sampling this film composer the same way that they would uh, sample hip hop beats for a hip hop song. It's a little bit allegorical, but, you know. I think it's 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 it was risky, it was ballsy, but it works. And the music alone in this movie makes it mythic. And Spike Lee, we know Spike Lee. We don't have to get into the plot too much, but let's just go through Spike Lee's filmography leading into He Got Game. Because, guys, I'm a film buff. I know a lot. I know too much. I can uh, discuss nearly any era of film. I can go through nearly every single filmmaker. Uh, you guys know this podcast. Uh, I really don't have notes. I go from the the riff of my brain. And sometimes I got I got uh, you know a couple Wikipedia articles in front of me, like I'm about to read off to you uh, a list. 1986. She's gotta have it. 1988. School Days, 1989, Do the Right Thing. That's the movie that puts Spike Lee on the map. I remember uh, that movie pretty much igniting the independent boom of the 90s. 1990, Mo' Better Blues. 1991, Jungle Fever. 1992, Malcolm X. 1994, Crooklyn. 1995, Clockers. 1996, Girl 6, and Get On The Bus. 
1998, he got game, followed by 1999, Summer of Sam. For whatever reason, I thought he got game was Spike Lee's third or fourth movie. And just going through his his filmography, and I I understand, uh, you know I, I you know like myself, we really don't agree with some of the things Spike Lee says at times, but he is an artist. He has a voice. He makes movies, and honestly, I should know more. And I'm pretty much ashamed that I, I even like just just visually couldn't even pinpoint where. He Got Game landed on Spike Lee's filmography. Now, going through his movies, the ones I'm comfortable saying I'm familiar with that I've seen that I know, 1999, Summer of Sam. 2006, Inside Man. 2002, 25th Hour. 2013, Old Boy. And that's about it. How amazing is that? And and he has a wealth of films available. He even has one for Netflix called The Five Bloods. So maybe we'll add that because right, we do a lot of Netflix on, on this podcast. And we have a, a Spike Lee opportunity, uh, Two Birds with One Stone. And I believe that is a Vietnam period piece. Uh, and you guys know I love, I love that era. So what's the plot of He Got Game? Well, look. It's, it's a young kid, Jesus, that's the kid's name, perfectly, see, I think, because I went through some reactions of this on, online, you know, Red Roger Ebert, like that sort of thing. I do want to say, a lot of this movie went over people's heads. I think the mythic quality of the movie, people missed. The length of this movie. Online. Some of the written reviews. The movie goes on for too long. Scenes go on for too long. They go on. They go long. For a reason here. So we can think and digest. While we're within the scene. These scenes are. Layered drama. It's a lot to digest. Spike Lee artfully. Doesn't do any double climaxes. Climaxes, climaxes in this movie. Every scene represents a dramatic step. It's important. Plot of this movie simple. Ray Allen, later to go, <laughs> later to win two NBA titles. One with the Celtics, one one with the Heat. Ray Allen plays Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Shuttleworth. He's named Jesus. It's explained in the movie. But he really is a Jesus. He's a savior to his neighborhood, everyone around him. There's no one in Jesus's life in this movie that wants a piece of him. Very allegorical. Denzel plays his father. His father's in prison for accidentally killing his mother. The movie begins with Denzel in prison. He gets called to the warden's office. The warden is speaking on behalf of the governor. And the governor would like Denzel Washington to persuade his son, the hottest prospect in all of sports, to go to the governor's alma mater for basketball because the governor 
loves basketball. With that premise alone, I nearly walked out of this movie. I nearly, I'm like this. I, I don't understand how this is the plot of this movie. What? <laughs> it's confusing. What are we really doing here? But you stick with it because you are a film buff. And what happens from that point on is everything to be expected. We have a dirty agent. We have Denzel be, uh, playing street. We have cops keeping their eye on Denzel. We have Rosario, Rosario Dawson playing uh, backstabbing girlfriend. And basically everything around Jesus' life or Ray Allen's life, uh, everyone's a sleazebag. And, and in a larger sense, so is his father. But he's staying true and he's staying like tough. And Ray Allen plays this role very well. He plays his role very tough. Uh, you would not think... Uh, he would have a basketball career if you saw this movie. You would think that he would go on to make film and they just happened to find an actor that looked like a basketball player. But it's really the other way around. Ray Allen, even to right now, doesn't get enough credit. Uh, you know, I kind of, at one time I thought Shaq in Blue Chips did the best NBA performance of an NBA player in a movie. Ray Allen does take the cake. And uh, it is a little bit of a of a short list, by the way. <laughs> we have Ray Allen, Shaq, and Michael Jordan for a Space Jam, and somewhere uh, on the very bottom is LeBron James and Space Jam Legacy. But as this movie marches, uh, you know, we get the expected scenes. Son, can I talk to you? Son, can you go to the school? They're going to send me back to prison. They're they're telling me they can they can lower my sentence. I can come out. I can I can be a father to you. Uh, we can get past all of the, uh, you know like a lot of this the strife that we have. The past is the past. Can we move on from it? We have those expected scenes now. A little bit of a spoiler. It doesn't happen. And this movie essentially wraps up with Denzel shooting the ball in the prison court. Ray Allen is in his new school shooting the ball in his new court, in his new stadium. And Denzel fades into the no-go zone. A guard starts yelling at him. Don't go, don't go, don't go. Get away, get away. He's pulling up his rifle. And we think Denzel's just going to let himself go. Uh, he's He failed and he, you know, like he's sacrificing himself. But no, he he gets close enough to the wall of the prison yard to throw the ball over. And as Ray Allen is practicing, you know, his perimeter shooting, the ball that Denzel throws comes to Ray Allen and bounces, bounces to him. And that's the point of this movie, people. Basketball links us. Basketball is us. No matter what happens in our lives, we can share that together. And the score, the mythic tone, this movie, if you watch The Natural and you watch this movie back to back, you would you would just somehow you know think it was the same composer or some of the same people were involved or the intent's the same. Which is true and not true at the same time. The, the intent is to raise the idea that basketball is the new national pastime for the natural its intent is to tell you it's the natural 
uh, is the uh, national pastime, and it's 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 permanent in the psyche of America. But we're dealing with this commentary from Spike Lee that says, you know, and and looking back, this what this movie was made in the late nineties. We went through the nineties. We're emerging into an age where baseball was challenged. Uh, we're technically in that age now with the NFL is full on challenging Major League Baseball. But there was a time in the nineties, uh, everything was basketball. And it it was great, you know, and I think that's the, the era of the sport that everyone is still chasing to this day. Uh, we see that in air, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago. But people, this movie is under the radar. This movie's from a filmmaker I don't agree with. I'm telling you, you have to see this movie if you appreciate the game of basketball at all. If you want to be taken aback on not doing anything typical, not doing anything predictable in your movie about something people can imagine, meaning we're going to have hip-hop music and we're going to uh, have these types of fight scenes and we're going to have this type of training session and this type of going to school and this type of agent scene. We're going to have this scene with the parents or this scene with the with the caregivers. It's It's not there. And it's not there for a reason because Spike Lee's intention here is to subvert expectations. And he artfully does it. And he does hit you over the head with it. And I really, honest to God, to the, like as of right now, this is one of the best basketball movies of all time. Might be two or three. You know, you guys know, uh, I believe Hoosier is number one. This is two or three. Uh, one to one with, with blue chips. I love what this movie says about the game. I love the point. I love the intent. Spike Lee absolutely proved me wrong. Uh, he's making me want to watch every single one of his movies now. And I think I will. So, a.k.a. Powders, the film buff. I shut myself up, but go see this movie. Don't miss out. It's available right now on Paramount Plus. Rock and roll. <laughs>